everybody, this is Jim. And Jeremy. And we are back. We are on show number 30. Before we get started, we got some news. We are changing the name of the podcast. Not that we want to, but it's no longer going to be Jim and Mike Talk Music. We've come up with No Good Music. Play on words. K-N-O-W. So starting in September, uh, we're going to change the name. So if you follow or subscribe, it's just a name change. We're not changing the show at all. We just want to give a heads up. And we'll mention this the next couple of podcasts. But again, September will be known as No Good Music. And the reason is because we feel we pretty much know what good music is. I mean... Hell yeah, we do. Some of my uh, music choices are questionable. but And it also stems from... I'm in a couple music groups on Facebook, like 60s, 70s music. And I always see people posting that there's no good music <laughs> out there. I don't know how old these people are, but, and we've said it before, you got to kind of search out the music. Literally, I think every day there's a new band, a new musician recording new music. You know, if you look at the new releases just for July... I mean, 80%, I've never heard of these bands. I was going to say, and it's so easily accessible nowadays. Yeah. You, know, you got Apple or Spotify or YouTube. You can just mm -hmm. search for these bands. Yeah. And throughout the years, you know, uh, bands are influenced by other bands. They may sound similar. There is good stuff out there. And uh, working bands that are playing the clubs, small clubs, and just, you know, doing what they love. So I say just go on YouTube or you don't have Apple uh, Music or... Amazon music or whatever. Good or music is not necessarily determined by popular airtime on the radio. Yeah, it's not popular. So if you're going by popular, yeah, there's no good music on the top <laughs> 40. So again, we're changing the name. And then uh, we're going to, today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, movie soundtracks. And before we get into that, I haven't really been listening to a lot of new music. I just uh, saw. There's one story of something new coming out, and it's Blondie, you know, the band from the 80s, if I can find it here. They're coming out with a box set in July, and it's, uh, okay, so Blondie is coming out with a, um, it's a box set of their albums, plus it's uh, demos that have not been heard before. Uh, it's called Against the Odds, 1974 to 82, so those years, and uh Total of 124 tracks. Uh, it's their first six studio albums. They have demos, outtakes, alternate versions, and rarities. And one song they uh, just released, which is an old song and it's never been heard before, is Moonlight Drive, which is a Doors song. I listen to that. It's, it's pretty good. And it's definitely from that period of the 80s when Blondie was very popular. You know, a lot of times bands go into the studio and... They just mess around or they record more songs than they need and they don't put them on the albums. How much is this set going to be? Do you know? I do know. Okay, so this not only is it a 10 LP set, uh, they have a 4 LP set, 8 CD set, and 3 CD format set. Uh, I did look up the uh, vinyl, uh, the 10 LP, and it's about $180. Okay. So it's not too bad forget what i saw the other day and it was just 
I wish I could remember, but it was just outrageous price. I'm surprised because yeah. a lot of bands are doing like collector sets now. I'm surprised they didn't throw in like a t-shirt or a mug or a poster, you know, something to kind of commemorate this relaunch in a sense. Yeah, I don't know if it includes any, I don't think it includes anything else. Yeah, when uh, Kiss came out with the Destroyer, there was all kinds of reprinted I mean, maybe there was posters in there and yeah. stuff ACDC. you really don't need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. it, you know, it's the stuff that people like. ACDC did a uh, release. This was a while ago. Mm-hmm. But it had, like, Back in Black and Live Wire. And okay. There there were several different CDs in there, but there were also posters and, like, guitar picks and, yeah. like, a program media guide. Just mm-hmm. stuff that fans enjoy. I think that's a good price, though, if you, um, if you don't have a lot of their... Uh, older albums they haven't really come out with a lot of new albums you know (laughs) but uh but even if you just want to hear it digitally restored you know better quality at this point yeah because i i'm a huge kiss fan and uh when the destroyer box i i I don't know i kind of passed on that i don't know there might have been some live stuff on there but i i I swear it was like 200 250 dollars and you're talking about one album that they're dedicating it to right so i think this is a good price 180 and that comes out, I know it comes out in July, so look for it. Another new album, this is just an album, is Journey. Yes, Journey's still around. They have, you know, they've had a new lead singer for a long time. They released three songs off the new album. The new album's called Freedom. Now, I think this is a glitch on Apple Music, but it's, there's 15 songs and it says it's 21 minutes, so it's, that's not possible. The one song is called Don't Give Up On Us, and I think it's a really good song because it, the guy's voice, I don't know his name, but he kind of sounds like Steve Perry on this one. And the beginning has some keyboard, synthesized keyboard, not exactly the same notes as Separate Ways, but once the keyboard like kind of ends, it, it almost sounds like Separate Ways, the guitar, bass, and th- then it goes into something different, but it, it, that's a pretty good song. The other one, Let It Rain, is kind of weird because it doesn't sound like Journey at all. More like uh, Nickelback or something. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. I'm going to let the world know, but I love Kelly Clarkson. If you're listening, Kelly, I love you. She has a new EP out, and it's called Kelly Oki, like karaoke, right? Uh-huh. There's uh, six songs on here. They're all cover songs. She does uh, Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. I don't know if that's too soon to cover you know their song <laughs> the one that's uh really caught my ear no that sounds bad but is fake plastic trees which is a radiohead song and uh there's blue bayou linda ronstadt and some other song i i didn't recognize there, we got call out my name queen of the night and trampoline so check that out kelly clarkson that just came out so there's a new shinedown album coming out i don't know any shinedown I'm willing to bet you do. You probably okay. just don't realize it. Are they they're hard like hard rock or Yeah, hard? I mean, they're probably I would put them along the lines of Kiss, ACDC, something okay. like that. They're yeah. not they're not too hard, but they're not maybe just a step below disturbed mm-hmm. that type of rock music, but And that I think that's July 1st. I looked through the list, I didn't see hardly any other. I saw Neil Young mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Crazy Horse has another album. They've been coming out with albums like every year. Weezer. Oh, yeah, Weezer. Weezer's doing a, um, a season. Seasons. Yeah, seasons. Yeah, they did Spring. These are EPs. They're keeping pretty busy. They put out, I think, two albums last year. Yeah. So we're going to get four 
Weezer EPs. We got two more after this. This year. If you like Weezer. And I think that was it for the new music. So we're going to get into the soundtracks. What we're going to do is we're going to, we have a top 10 list. I'm not sure where this list, it came from the internet, the internets we got this off of. And this is, I think this is from last year, if I recall. I think it's pretty recent. Well, if it's on the internet, it's true. So yeah. we're good. This is um, someone's top 10 movie soundtracks. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to start, Jeremy? Sure. Number 10, we got Saturday Night Fever. Did you see that one in the theater? Yes. That's one of my favorites. I did not see that one. We might be talking about that a little later. Okay. Yeah, that's a... I love that soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, it's loaded with hits. That was huge for the Bee Gees. Uh, Number nine was Dazed and Confused. Now, is that based on Zeppelin? I think the movie just... It's a a 70s movie. And that's, you know, I have not actually seen this movie believe it or not no you have to say it. it's one on my list to check out but is this the movie where like all of the songs are played through the car radio or most of them through the you car know i haven't radio seen it in a while like i just know it. i remember it <laughs> in a good movie okay uh, just looking at some of the songs on here you got sweet emotion love hurts why can't we be friends tuesday's gone i mean that those are some great great songs so yeah, I think it's uh, just one of those movies where uh, it's the summer, let's see, the summer of 76, and just kids hanging out, drinking, you know, romance going on, you know, all that. Yeah. Sort of like um, American Graffiti, okay. but, but 70s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number eight, we have Almost Famous. I like that movie. Yeah. Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Nancy Wilson, was she in that, or is it just... I don't think she's in it. Okay. She's just mentioned in the notes. <laughs> but some of the songs on here I don't necessarily recognize. I mean, Tiny Dancer is a big one, obviously, but I know Cat Stevens. I don't know if I know The Wind. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, Tiny Dancer, uh, there's a scene, I think they're on the bus and they're all singing Tiny Dancer. That's but, a great scene. But even the beat, I know a ton of Beach Boys songs and Feel Flows. That doesn't ring a bell mm-hmm. by name. I might have to check this out just to listen to some of the music because I might actually know it more than I realize. You know, Cameron Crowe, he um, was a reporter. I'm not sure what magazine, I want to say Rolling Stone, but when he was like 15 years old, 16. It's incredible. Like wow. he got to meet all these bands. So this is kind of autobiographical ah, movie. Gotcha. Okay. Our listeners, if you haven't seen Almost Famous, you got to see that movie. Uh, number seven, we got The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. I have never seen this, and this is another one. I'm looking at some of the songs on the list here, and I'm not... I Will Always Love You, is that Dolly Parton? Yeah, and that was huge for Whitney Houston. Yeah. That song. That That's what, when the movie came out, I think that's when that, you know, that song was huge, even though she was pretty, you know, big at the time. Right. I mean, I know I'm Every Woman, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. I'm I not sing sure that, that all the time. Do you really? In the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about the bodyguard? No. Okay. <laughs> Above the rim, checking in at number six. I've never seen that. I, I've never even heard of this one, actually. I guess Tupac was in that movie. Shakur. Yeah. Is he still alive? I don't think so. Oh, okay. There's rumors <clears throat> out there that he's hiding somewhere. I think Eminem once said that. I don't know. 
my wife and I, when we got married, we went to Vegas for a honeymoon and it was literally uh, a week or two after Tupac got shot. Oh man. Actually walked by the intersection there. So I was fresh in my mind at the time. Gotcha. I do love the song Regulate. Okay. So that's, I mean, I do know that one pretty well, but Afro Puffs. <laughs> I don't know. The Dog Pound's Big Pimpin'. I thought that was like yeah. a Jay-Z song. <laughs> So we can't recommend Above the Rim. Yeah, I can't personally recommend that one. Number five, we got Superfly. I've never seen Superfly. I have not seen Superfly either. But I'm thinking I should should see Superfly. Just, I don't know. I've heard of it. I'm thinking maybe that's a movie I I have to see. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll have to check it out, I guess. This one's not jumping out at me. Yeah. (laughs) And number four is Goodfellas. I'm sure you've seen that. I've seen that, yes. I've seen that many times. Yes, very good movie. And again, these are soundtracks, not movies that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got Frank Sinatra's My Way. Um, Great song. Uh, it says that's, uh, that was in the credits. Uh, let's see. Um, Layla. Yeah, Layla. I don't really remember uh, the music in this movie for some reason. I just remember the movie. Yeah. I think the movie overtakes <laughs> yeah. the music. And of course, number three, Pulp Fiction. One of my favorites. I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. This movie's odd if you, if you haven't seen it. I'm sure most people have, but it's filmed, you know, the scenes are out of sequence. And I actually had this idea one time, which I never did, was to take <laughs> take the movie and put it in sequence and see what it looked like. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it. It kind of reminds you, you're a Seinfeld fan. You know that mm-hmm. episode where the the trip, I think it is, where they're going backwards the entire time? Where they're going backwards? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Oh, man. There's an episode where it starts with the end of the episode. Oh, okay. And it progressively works oh. back to the beginning of okay. the episode. Okay, I vaguely remember. Okay. Yeah, so Pulp Fiction, I, I actually love that soundtrack. Because Quentin Tarantino is an uh, avid album collector. Mm-hmm. And he supposedly used music from his album collection songs that weren't really that popular i mean we got chuck berry uh you can never tell but some of these songs are the first time i heard these this was this uh movie was in the 90s so this kind of opened up for me some of these songs you know like al green let's stay together yeah you know i probably heard that in the 70s that whole soundtrack is pretty good i just want to add you know when you get it doesn't have to be movies but just anything in general where you get an artist that you might not be familiar with, you hear a song from a soundtrack, at least for me, it inclines me to look deeper into that artist, especially if Mm -hmm. I enjoy hearing that track on the film. And actually, this is pretty much powered by music, too. If you've seen this movie, you'll never forget the dance scene between John Travolta and Uma Thurman. Right. And that's when you never can tell, or you can never tell, that's what they're dancing to. Right. And then we got number two is The Lion King. Probably won't put that on my <laughs> maybe chair. You might hear about that one later. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, wasn't that mostly, well, no, it wasn't mostly Elton John. He had that three song. or four songs on the album, but they had mm-hmm. a lot of just musical Disney hits too. Yeah. It was very like songy, poppy. I mean, we all know uh, Hakuna Matata. Absolutely. Yeah. It means no worries. I do like The Lion King, though. I saw that in the theater. I've seen it several times in the theater because they've re-released it. Mm-hmm. They had that act, that real-life action one not too long ago. So I watched that in the theater. I saw it when okay. it got re-released in 3D in mm-hmm. theater. <laughs> and then I saw it when it was first out in 94, I think. I remember seeing this with my wife. And uh, when I came out to my car, someone had stolen my stereo. Oh, so that, that was memorable. 
it was one of those stereos that you you can pop out mm-hmm. and someone broke the window and popped my stereo out oh that sucks you know it's weird how you remember oh yeah <laughs> certain things but i remember it was the lion king <laughs> well, we went to see i was supposed to see the lion king at the drive-in initially but the newspaper the old media with mm-hmm. black ink on a white oh, yeah. piece of paper i think i remember that okay our listeners might not but <laughs> They actually advertised that the Lion King was supposed to be showing with the mask, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we got there and it was neither the Lion King or the mask. It was some awful love movie. And <laughs> I had to sit at the drive-thru and watch this awful romance. Mm-hmm. Sophie's Choice or something. <laughs> yeah. And then we have number one. And what do our listeners think number one would be? Do you have any guesses out there? Drum roll. <laughs> this was a huge movie. And it's Purple Rain. Yes, believe it or not, the Prince movie. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie, I I had this on uh, beta. I don't know if they called it Beta Max. <laughs> That's how long ago. <laughs> and I, I swear I watch this movie like once a week. I just love this movie. Not on my list, though. It you almost swear, made it. You swear by the moon and the stars in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to get into our four favorite movie soundtracks. I know you're all excited out there. So I'm going to start. My first one is Saturday Night Fever. Now, this was this was the first album I bought was Saturday Night Fever. This came out on November 15th, 1977. I was 11 years old. Wow. And this is the first album I bought with my own money. There you go. Now, this album came out before the movie, which I don't know how they do it now if it comes out with the movie. Film didn't come out till December 14th, about a month later. This soundtrack is, because it was my first album, and I listen to this a lot. So whenever I hear anything from this soundtrack, it just, you know, takes me back. Like, I mainly, um, side one, we have Staying Alive, How Deep Is Your Love. Of course, it's the Bee Gees. Night Fever, More Than a Woman, I didn't really care for. One song I really loved, If I Can't Have You. I don't know why, I can't explain it. It was by Yvonne Elliman. You know, I'm 11 years old, and I have a friend, a girl, who lives two houses down from me, and had a lot of memories with her. You know, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. We were, we were probably the only boy and girl that were actually just friends. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're talking the 70s here. Plus, I was 11. But she had a cousin who would come over. I was just in love. I, I don't even remember her name. This came out in November, so I'm going to say it was probably the following summer. I was probably still listening to this album. You know, that song really, 11-year-old, If I Can't Have You, <laughs> you know, I was probably thinking of her. I don't know. It's weird because I really like the first side, and then the, I really only like half this album. Well, no, wait, it's this album. I'm sorry. This album is, so it was a double album. That's the first time I heard the Bee Gees, and this really, the Bee Gees, I didn't know, were kind of big in the late 60s, early 70s. Yep. And this was sort of a comeback for them. And I don't think they were, I don't think they were looking to be prominent on this album, but it just came to to be. 
because you have other, like I said, side two, you got Ralph McDonald, David Shire, Walter Murphy. I mean, nobody knows who the, the, they are. Of course, we got Cool in the Gang, side three, and then we got Jive Talking by the Bee Gees. You should be dancing. And then another big one was Boogie Shoes. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Casey and the Sunshine Band. But then side four is kind of a, you know, Disco Inferno by the Tramps. KG, I don't even know what that song is. Sounds and, like a tragedy. And Salsation by Shire, performed by David Shire. I think the main focus here are the Bee Gees and a couple other, you know, songs on here. I found something interesting is that when they when they did the movie or when they did the, uh, you know, the dance scene, they were dancing to a Boz Skaggs song. Oh, yeah? Called Lowdown. Boz Skaggs didn't want his song in the movie or... I mean, that could have been, that, that song was pretty big, but it could have been a lot bigger. I guess they, you know, had to edit it out of the movie. Yeah, it says his label, Columbia Records, refused to grant legal clearance for it as they wanted to pursue another disco movie project, uh, which never materialized. Mm. So he lost out on his song being in the movie. Royalties probably lost a ton of those too. John Travolta said that the Bee Gees weren't even involved in the movie in the beginning. So when they're doing the dance scenes and stuff, they John Travolta said he was dancing to Stevie Wonder and Boz Skag. Robin Gibb, he said, we were recording our new album in north of France and we'd written about and recorded about four or five songs for the new album. Robert Stigwood rang them from LA and said, we're putting together this little film, low budget, called Tribal Rights of a Saturday Night. So that was the original title. He said, would you have any songs on hand? And we said, look, we can't. We haven't any time to sit down and write for a film. And they didn't even know what the film was about. So the Bee Gees, they wrote these songs virtually in a single weekend. This is what's amazing. You know, this is this is one. Of, I think it's one of the greatest. I mean, it's on this top ten list, but it's number ten. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying it should be number one. When a band like that or a group can, they're asked to write songs for a movie in a single weekend, what two three days to just pump out, you know, all these songs and for it to become so huge. That's what's amazing. I mean, you have bands like Boston who took six years to put out an album, so they're just okay. Let's get this done. <laughs> this is the other um, interesting thing is the song Staying Alive. The engineer, Carl Richardson, he copied a few seconds of drumming from Night Fever. He cut out the piece of tape and glued the ends together, then fed it back into a recorder to create a new drum track. So he took one song, and that's before, you know, digital, and oh, yeah. you just go on the computer and edit things. So that's also pretty amazing, I think. That is one of my four soundtracks <laughs> are you falling asleep out there uh, yeah we're staying alive we're trying to <laughs> kidding <laughs> did you rank yours like one two three four or are you just doing no these are like or... four favorites okay no i don't have them uh rated okay that might that's probably my number one because it was my first album i ever bought gotcha all right i did rank mine yeah. so so even before my first soundtrack i found my probably one of my first soundtracks that I ever listened to. And I have it here. Ah, look at this. And it's Peter Pan, Disney. Nice. That's not on my list, though. But this is the actual album. You, I know you can't see it from when I was a ute. <laughs> yep. A wee little boy. Yes. <laughs> All right. I, I ranked mine. So okay. this for me checked in. I'll go four, three, two, one. So mm-hmm. number four, 
Uh, take you back to 1995. You remember the Batman Forever? Yes. Soundtrack. <laughs> it's funny because this is, I was obviously only eight years old at this time, but music, I would latch on to something, usually a song. And then that would help me branch out. I kind of alluded to this earlier. I loved Kiss from a Rose by Seal. I just, I thought it was a great song. It was played on the radio all the time. That probably helped, but it was different. It was slow, but not too, like, girly, not feminine. Just, I don't know. It was, it was a, I loved the beat of the song. I loved the words. Really enjoyed it. But then I bought the soundtrack and stumbled upon bands that I also enjoy. First track on the album is Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2. I love U2. I didn't know it then, but I guess I did. I didn't know it, but I knew it. Because even then, I enjoyed the song. Uh, Second song by PJ Harvey was One Time Too Many. You had Brandy, Where Are You Now? I did listen to Brandy growing up. Mm -hmm. She was like a 90s pop star there for a while. Uh, You had The Hunter Gets Captured by the Game by Massive Attack and Tracy Thorne. Nobody Lives Without Love by Eddie Reader. Tell Me Now by Mazzy Starr. The Offspring Mm. were on Batman Forever. I love The Offspring. Smash It Up was on that album. Uh, There Is a Light by Nick Cave. You had The Riddler by Method Man. Uh, The Passenger by Michael Hutchins. Crossing the River by The Devlins. Eight by Sunny Day Real Estate. And Bad Days by The Flaming Lips. This album actually hit number five on the Billboard Top 200 when it was out. Well, I remember the U2 song because I was in the U2. Yeah. But you being eight years old, maybe you never heard U2 before. I mean, I might have never heard the Offspring. So this was a a springboard for... Oh, it was an exploration for sure. Oh, yeah. And that's... You're going to see that's a theme with my soundtracks. (laughs) It really launched me into the music that I loved or grew to love this also in the united states certification two-time platinum they sold over two uh two million copies Mm -hmm. of the soundtrack uh that surprised me because i thought i might be unique in this one so we did the top 10 movie soundtracks of whatever list it came from (laughs) but i searched several different lists because i was just curious to see what other people were ranking highly Mm -hmm. and if i was on the right track with my albums or if i was just kind of out there and i didn't see this one anywhere when i did you know research it wasn't until i kind of checked into wikipedia and looked up the history of the album that i was like holy crap it did you know it Mm -hmm. sold many copies it was pretty pretty popular and you know you do have some big names on there big name bands we know what's weird is that the movie it's not one of the better Batman movies. Yeah, no, it's not. So maybe it would have done even better. I mean, it's amazing it did that good, but a lot of times the movie propels the soundtrack. So that was, for me, that was my fourth favorite soundtrack to mm. go over today. What was uh, Batman Forever? Was that... Um... Alicia Silverstone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tom, was Tommy Lee Jones? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, that was the one with Jim Carrey. Yeah. That might have been Batman Forever. <laughs> Let's see. Batman Forever cast. Tommy Lee Jones was yeah, okay. in it. Val yeah, Kilmer Two-Face. played Batman. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, Drew Barrymore in there, Nicole Kidman. That was the which, one with Jim Carrey. Which means it was not, I said Alicia Silverstone. Silver. It was not her. I'm oh, okay. sorry. Okay. She was in uh, 
Batman or Robin, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. One of those. But anyway, the okay. Kiss from the Rose was the big, big selling mm-hmm. point for me. I just grew to like the rest of the album as I listened to it. <laughs> so my next one is the Grease soundtrack. And I know they show this movie, you know, on a loop sometimes. I actually saw this movie in the theater when it came out. And I was 12 years old. So I'm moving up right. from Saturday Night Fever, which I don't think I saw in the theater because that was, I want to say Saturday Night Fever was rated R. And I watched it recently and I'm like, you know, it's not a great movie for a young kid no. <laughs> to watch. There's some <laughs> disturbing things in there. I mean, I, I thought it was a fun movie, but when I rewatched it, there, it's, it's pretty serious. Some stuff in there. So Grease, of course, is, is a fun movie. When it came out, it's the only movie I actually stayed for the second showing, they didn't kick us out. And again, I went to the theater with my friend from down the street. Her name was Karen. <laughs> this was a time where her brother had a big album collection. I was also, at this time, starting to buy albums. But we before karaoke, we would go in the basement, and I would be Danny, and she would be Sandy, and we'd act it out. Just love this movie. Now, this is a odd album, because it's one that... I love and I will listen to, but I will, like I was telling Jeremy earlier, I, I won't go down, I won't go down the road in my car blasting <laughs> the Grease soundtrack, Beauty School Dropout. Why not? It's raining on prom night. Maybe if the windows are up, maybe in the winter. Roll the top down, roll the windows down. <laughs> <laughs> this was from 1978, originally released from RSO Records. And then reissued by Polymore Records in 1994 and 90. I'm sorry, 1984 and 91. That has sold 38 million copies worldwide. It's one of the best-selling albums of all time. This is why I'm surprised in that top 10 list. This is ranked at number 45. So someone does not like <laughs> this album. And the song "You're the One That I Want." It was a U.S. and U.K. number one for John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Now John Travolta. He had a short-lived singing career. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> he, he put out a, uh, I want to say it, was, it had to be after this album. He put out an album called, and I'm not lying, Travolta Fever. Oh, nice. I want to say it was a double out, because I know it had a gatefold. You like open it up and, oh. he, and it was a picture of him wearing these tight white pants. <laughs> There's a visual we all yeah. wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. And I own that album, i sorry to say, I no longer do. Also featured the group Sha Na Na. This was my first introduction to Sha Na Na. I know they had a TV show. I might have watched the TV show too. Now the song Grease uh, was written by Barry Gibb. So there we go, the Bee Gees. And sung by Frankie Valli. You're just a closeted Bee Gees fan. I am. I love the Bee Gees. Bee Gees are great. I'm coming out soon. <laughs> so... Now, what I found interesting, too, is the song Grease was sung by Frankie Valley, right, of the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. But we also have Frankie Avalon singing Beauty School Dropout on this album. So we got the two Frankies on here. Relax. So, hmm? relax. I just said relax. Oh, okay. Don't do it. <laughs> oh. Sorry. You were talking about Frankies. Yeah. This came out two months before the film, and... With most uh, musicals of this period, the vocals were recorded for the album release and were not recorded as the picture was filmed. So I guess they're lip syncing. And, and then the cover of the album is, of course, John Travolta and Living Newton John, although they only appear on seven of the 24 tracks. Only. Yeah, only. 
the songs I like on this are the ones that, like, I actually like, well, I love Summer Nights, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard these songs. If you haven't, uh, I dare you to go listen to the soundtrack. Just go to a karaoke bar. You'll hear them. Yeah. <laughs> Hopelessly devoted to you. You know, Sandy, I love. Stranded at the driving. Branded a fool. What will they say? <laughs> it's like my Elvis. Monday at school. See, Elvis could have sang that. There you go. Yeah. If he was still around. Maybe Elvis would have been in this movie. We don't know, you know? I doubt it. Some <laughs> loving had me in one. <laughs> yeah, you would have done the snort. Yeah. Okay, anyway, this is another double album we have here. We got mm-hmm. four, four sides. And this is another one I like maybe half. You know, maybe they should have done just a single album, <laughs> you know, with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. I don't care for some of the, like the Sha-Na-Na ones. Uh, you know, we got... We got even Hound Dog on here. Born to Hand Jive. I really never liked this song. This one, of course, many memories. You know, when the movie comes on, I own the DVD, of course, but probably one I'll watch once a year. How about the VHS? I don't have the VHS. Ah, you're not a true fan. Yeah. So that is my other soundtrack there. That was your second one. Second one, Grease. So, uh, is the word. Grease is the word. Coming in at number three for me, we have the Armageddon soundtrack. Do you remember this one? You remember that movie? I remember, uh, I think Aerosmith is. So there's quite quite a bit of Aerosmith on there. They obviously had the huge hit, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, Mm -hmm. which was an amazing song. I, I, to this day, absolutely love that song. Just the passion behind Steven Tyler's voice while he's singing it. But this album, again... It's one of those, what was this, 97, I think maybe this movie came out. 97 or 98, which puts me at 10 or 11. So I really started to kind of zone in on my music, which we obviously know would become rock mostly and other stuff added in. But listen to the cast of artists that is on this album. Aerosmith, Journey, ZZ Top, Bob Seger, your favorite, Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. <laughs> Patti Smith, our Lady Peace, and then you also have Trevor Rabin, Rabin, Chantel Kravizuk. I'm not <laughs> sure who that Kravizuk. is. Yeah, and Sean Colvin. So, okay, a couple of oddballs in there, but Sean Colvin, uh, Sonny came home. <laughs> That's her one song that I know. Okay. Well, what? this one was When the Rainbow Comes. Okay. Obviously, you hear those names, and there's some mega hits out there from those groups. On here, you had Roll Me Away for Bob Seger, which I think might have been newly released for this album. I don't know that song. I'm not sure. The Bon Jovi song, Mr. Big Time, was newer for the movie, I believe, too. Um, but even Our Lady Peace, it's, it's a band I really enjoy listening to. I, I wouldn't have realized that they were on this album if I didn't, you know, grow to enjoy their music. The song on here was Starseed, which is not one of their bigger songs, but definitely a band that I love listening to. The highest position for this album on the U.S. Billboard Top 200 was number one. Oh, wow. At the end of the year, it settled in at number 15. Well, that was a huge movie. That movie I saw was, that in the theater. movie was huge, and yeah, sold over 4 million copies, four times platinum, in the United States, you know, for me, it was, I don't want to miss a thing for sure. But even 
I remember really getting into ZZ Top after hearing Lagrange. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I had known the song, but I didn't know who sang it. So mm-hmm. now, you know, there wasn't the internet. Yeah. There was, but it wasn't what it is today. So I'd look at the back of the album and I'd see these artists and that's yeah. how I would explore music. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly stumbling upon ZZ Top after buying this album. I went out and actually bought their greatest hits album like mm-hmm. a day or two later. Yeah. And I was listening to ZZ Top as well. Compliments of the Armageddon soundtrack. So uh, it was a great movie. I To me, it was a great soundtrack. Mostly because of the bands that were on it. it. To this day, they're still some of my favorite bands. So I guess even then I knew ultimately that I was zoning in on what I loved when it came to music. Mm-hmm. So that's my number my number three soundtrack. Though. Well, I was in the show tunes you know, <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah, I'm thinking because I like Saturday Night Fever and Grease. I, was, I wasn't at the time maybe into rock and roll yet until like the late 70s, early 80s. I'm kind of going in order by year, I guess. I am going in order by year. So now we've graduated to the 80s. One of my favorite movies is Some Kind of Wonderful. Now, this soundtrack's a little strange because it, it captures the time period, though. It was... Um, I don't know. That's a Grand Funk Railroad song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Some Kind of Wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. So this movie was 87. A lot of the bands on this soundtrack, we've never heard from again. I have the soundtrack. I just got it recently. You know, I collect vinyl, but the vinyl for this is like $80 if you want this on vinyl. This is not on Apple Music. Wow. I, I couldn't find I looked for it today. I thought it was on there, but it's not. You have some, like I said, interesting bands on here. We got uh, Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks, Do Anything. Uh, there's a band called Furniture. This is what I'm saying. You've never heard of these bands before. <laughs> so they were a British new wave band from 79 to 91. And their song, Brilliant Mind. I love this song, Brilliant Mind. I love the guy's voice. You know, British new wave, just it's kind of a slow song. And check that one out. It's by Furniture, you said? Yeah, Furniture. Right. <laughs> Cry Like This by Blue Room. Uh, kind of uh, like an aha but I also heard Eric Carmen, the guy from South Park. What are you talking about? No. Oh, okay. Eric Carmen was in the Raspberries, and I wish I knew that he had a hit song. So anyway, kind of ballad, like slow mushy song, mushy song. Now this song was in four scenes in the movie because there, there's a website which is great. It, it shows you, it tells you the songs and tells you <laughs> what scene. So all of these songs, I think, were in the movie. Which usually that's how the soundtrack I would hope so. is. Yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes they they add they throw extra. in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. One song I absolutely loved, and I love this band is Flesh for Lulu. And Jeremy, maybe we'll do a whole podcast. Uh, but I go crazy. I just love the. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> Anyway. That part that got edited out is really funny. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. I want to say, man, this is one, one of the greatest songs of the 80s. I Go Crazy. Do you know this Is this song? the Flesh for Lulu still? Yeah, Flesh okay. for Lulu. I Go Crazy. I, it sounds vaguely familiar. Because it had this guitar that really caught my attention, and it, it's almost like a ZZ Top sound. And it's, it's, it's kind of a... 
just a couple chords you know it's not a whole guitar like sequence mm-hmm. but it's just that sound they get that that you know distorted sound i don't know the whole song i, I love it and then uh we got she loves you by stephen duffy who was actually one of the founders of duran duran i just recently found that out wow i didn't know that and that's like a kind of a bouncy happy song nothing like duran duran uh jesus and mary chain who i really like uh, they had an interesting sound in the movie, uh, well, first of all, the characters in the movie, uh, they were named after rolling, uh, the Rolling Stones. Like, uh, we got Keith, we got Watts, and we got uh, Amanda Jones. Now, Amanda Jones was a Rolling Stones song. This scene in the movie, you can, this song is playing in the background. The Keith sister, she's leafing through his album collection, and she looks at him and she says, I'm looking for that song about the guy that killed himself for the girl that hated his guts. And I love that, that line, because mm-hmm. that's sort of the premise of the movie. Or his sister, who doesn't like her brother, thinks, because he's pursuing this girl. Right. That sums up the, the whole premise <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> and then he tells her to get out of his room, and, you know, because yeah. she's touching his albums or something. But, so then we have uh, The Shyest Time by The Apartments, which I've never heard of. Now, the lead singer sounds sort of like a chipmunk. <laughs> but it, this song kind of has a simple mind sound to it and then we got a miss amanda jones now they couldn't use and i got this actually this info from leah thompson herself okay who plays amanda jones mm-hmm. who i met at an autograph show recently had her sign my original some kind of wonderful poster nice but she told me that they i guess the rolling stones would not allow them to use their their song in the movie so they have another band singing this song well it's a woman singing and it's march violets they're called then we have the weirdest song on the soundtrack and it's can't help falling in love it's an elvis song oh yeah and it's by a band called lick the tins okay up until today because i'm just lazy i you know eventually i get to wikipedia and look up stuff (laughs) but i thought the person singing was like an eight-year-old boy and like like maybe they shrunk down bono because he has like an irish accent <laughs> but it's a woman singing oh geez and then when i said this to my wife she's like yeah that because she knew this song or from the soundtrack she's like yeah i knew it was a woman i don't know anyway you have to listen to this song if you can find it on youtube look up lick the tins can't help falling in love and and listen I'm going to play it for Jeremy after this. Okay. And then we have, the last song is Turn to the Sky, which is also the March Violets. And I actually like them. I like, uh, I don't know too much, I don't know anything about them, but I like the woman's voice. I like Miss, I like their uh, cover of the Rolling Stones song. And also one other thing is that there is a song, I don't know how many songs in the movie that aren't on the soundtrack, but one of them is a Billy Idol song Ooh, nice. called Catch My Fall. It's not on the soundtrack. I grew up in the 80s. There's a lot of 80s movies that I love because they were, you know, filmed in the 80s. They were about the 80s. Those are the best. I know they, you know, with Stranger Things, they kind of, you know, obviously not filmed in the 80s film now, but about the 80s. But the best thing are some of these 80s movies. And this is one of my favorites. This is a John Hughes movie, by the way, too. And it's one of his lesser known movies because he did uh, Breakfast Club. Yep. I think he did 16 can, you know, all those. Yeah. 
Was he Home Alone? I think he did half the 80s movies. That, yeah. So that's my... What was that again? Some Kind of Wonderful. Some Kind of Wonderful. Got it. Oh, Jeremy, if you didn't see the movie, you got to see the movie. Okay. <laughs> so number two for me, and again, unfortunately, it's a theme of my child. I think we both kind of went the same route. This is a lot of, you know, like childhood nostalgia. This isn't Rambo or something. For us. No, not Rambo. But this was recently re-released, so if you're younger, my album is Space Jam, oh. but it's the one from like 1996 with Michael Jordan. Okay. Not the original. Not LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Big song on the album was I Believe I Can Fly by mm-hmm. R. Kelly. Yeah. But to Never me, heard of him. Yeah. yeah I wish I'd <laughs> never, never heard of him. <laughs> if only we knew then what we know now. This album to me, uh, I have it number two on my list. It was kind of the first, what do I want to say, my adventure, I guess you can put it, into R&B and hip-hop. Okay. <laughs> I was not allowed to listen to a lot of, like, cursing, swearing as a kid, so... Yeah. Any rap or, you know, anything like that, late 80s, early... Like, rap was becoming bigger and bigger throughout the 90s, but I wasn't allowed to listen to that kind of music. Well, this was not cursing and swearing, but it was a different beat, different style. Um, so that always sat well, with me. Well, it was more, um, more R&B. Yeah, more, that's, that's like a ballad. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the whole album is considered R&B mm-hmm. and hip-hop and okay. pop. It is fl- funny, the first song on the album is actually the Steve Miller band, Fly Like an Eagle. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then after that, you got Coolio, you've got the hit song that you still hear to this day, Space Jam. Mm-hmm. You'll hear that at bars, you'll hear that at nightclubs, <laughs> like you'll hear that everywhere sports events i believe i can fly which was huge you have hit em high which is busta rhymes coolio ll cool j and method man you have i found my smile again by d'angelo for you i will monica monica was like big in the 90s you had round and round salt and pepper upside down <laughs> uh robin giving you all that i've got she was big in the 90s barry white and chris rock did a cover of Basketball Jones, which was a great version of the song. All for one, I turn to you. Uh, yet another R. Kelly and Jay Z, All of My Days. That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it by the Spin Doctors. And then the last song was just Bugs Bunny. It was it was like a goofy Bugs Bunny sounding song. Yeah, my son liked that movie. We had that on DVD at one time. Yeah, I, I have the VHS somewhere for that. I didn't um, see the new one, though. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, you know, aside from the R. Kelly, I mm-hmm. believe I can fly. It was kind of my introduction to that R&B, hip-hop kind of genre. And it was something that I, I wasn't used to listening to because I grew up, my parents loved rock and roll. Yeah, I eventually grew up to love rock and roll. I branched out, but this was kind of that first, you know, step onto that branch, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. This one... Actually hit number five for the U.S. top R&B hip-hop albums on hmm. the Billboard. It was number 15 on the U.S. top R&B hip-hop album by end of year. And they sold over six million copies of this album. That's pretty good. Six hmm. times platinum. So, yeah, that was... We've... Oh, man, how do we edit out a dog barking? I don't no, know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so we got we, noises going on. But, I'm I'm not going in order of year as you have been. Yeah, but I've now hit 95, 96, and 97. <laughs> okay. Well, my next one. Now I'm, this I'm, is my last one. I'm pretty sure Were my next done? one is 94. <laughs> it's 92. 
Okay, so we're in the 92. I've gotten through the Bee Gees, John Travolta singing. The 80s I got through. The new wave, right? Yep. So what's next? Say 91, 92. Something I really got into is grunge. In 91, uh, here's a question for you, Jeremy. Okay, I'm ready. Which came first, Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Pearl Jam. Okay, you were... It's a trick question, Damn really. Because <laughs> Pearl Jam 10 came out in August 91. Uh-huh. Nirvana's Nevermind September. So, But technically, Nirvana's first album was in 1989. Okay. But we're going to say you're right because, well, the other way around is the top selling albums 10 came out before Nevermind. Okay. Because we didn't know Bleach. And I think it was probably, they didn't put out that many albums. Nobody knew who Nirvana was and probably re-released it, I would say, after Nevermind. Yeah. I had 10 in 91 and I I bought Nevermind. So this movie came out in 92, but it was filmed in 91. So this is another Cameron Crowe movie. We can kind of say he was in sync with what was going on. Sorry, I didn't tell you the movie. It's called Singles. Have you ever seen this movie? No. It's a great movie. There's not much going on in the movie, I have to say. Eddie Vedder's in the movie. We've got Alice in Chains. We've got... Um, I love Alice in Chains. Lane Staley is in the movie, performing. Okay. We've got Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. We've got Soundgarden performing. But Eddie Vedder is actually... He's in the fictional band Citizen Dick with Matt Dillon. And I think Stone Gossard, another member of Pearl Jam, is in this band. I saw this movie when it came out. I love I love Bridget Fonda. I, I I watched all her movies. I had all her and but I just found out recently. I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. I found out that Pat Denizia from The Smithereens mm-hmm. is in this movie. Nice. He's actually I I just watched it recently. He's in the credits. He had a name. He's only in it for like thirty seconds. His name is Sid, and he's working at I think the coffee shop, and he's sweeping. You see him. You see him sweeping. And that, now, Cameron Crowe was a Smithereens fan. There's another scene. There's a scene with Linda, the character, Kira Sedgwick, and Steve, who was played by Campbell Scott. She goes back to his apartment. They're listening to albums, and they're sitting there in front of his album collection. And they have some albums propped up. And they're sitting on the floor. But in between them, the first album you see propped up is the Smithereens especially for you. So I thought that was kind of cool. This soundtrack has, of course, grunge music on it. Uh, the movie was filmed in Seattle. A, a combination. It's not all grunge, but we've got Soundgarden with a song called Birth Ritual. We've got Pearl Jam with State of Love and Trust. Uh, we got Mud Honey. That was another Seattle grunge band with Overblown. Now, Paul Westerberg, I love the replacements. He was the lead singer of replacements. He has a song, uh, Waiting for Somebody. We got Jimi Hendrix on here, May This Be Love. Screaming Trees is on here, Nearly Lost You. I love that song. And Smashing Pumpkins with Drown. This is one of my favorite movies. Like I said, I was totally in the grunge. Love Nirvana. I wish I had seen them before Kurt Cobain, you know, killed himself, supposedly. The rumors are. If you haven't seen this movie, check it out. Again, it's a Cameron Crowe movie, so he's got a pretty good track record. Again, this is from 1992. 
great soundtrack, especially if you lo- love grunge and and also if you love like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, those bands, and you haven't seen this movie, you got to see this movie. So, so that was my last one, singles. Okay. Checking in at number one for me is The Lion King from 1994. This is my all-time favorite Disney movie, my all-time favorite soundtrack. And you feel right now I can't. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has seen this movie. It it's become so big that it, you know, became Broadway play, one of the now most popular Broadway plays. The beginning you have you've got animation obviously mm-hmm. it, it's you know jungle animals out in the wilderness kind of showing that the lions are the king of the jungle in a sense and you've got simba the young lion being born to the circle of life just kind of this energetic song that's gathering everybody mm-hmm. around to see what's going on but then you get a lot of and i alluded to this earlier but you get that poppy kind of i just can't wait <laughs> to be king you mm-hmm. know no, it's a fun movie. You have Be Prepared, which is another kind of just poppy song that, you know, it's it, like these were Disney sing-along songs, a lot of this stuff. For years, like people would sing along with these songs because they were just catchy tunes, almost like show tunes in a sense, where they were just a catchy beat. And then they, they came up with the mm-hmm. lyrics to go with it. It was the probably the biggest film of that year. Absolutely. And as far as animation. Yes. I mean, that's when Disney was putting out, you know, like, like Pocahontas and like, yeah. you know, I haven't seen a Disney movie in a long time and I want to go back and watch, you know, the newer ones too. Yes. But that we used to go to the theater and we had to see the Disney movies. Always. Yeah, for sure. Even the Little Mermaid. Everybody knows Hakuna Matata. You, mm-hmm. you were singing, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? What was interesting was they had kind of these animation versions of these songs and then Elton John also released versions of these songs. So there's actually two versions of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? There's two versions of The Circle of Life. There's two versions of I Just Can't Wait to Be King because Elton put his own twist on it and they were just as good as the movie even though they were, you know, slightly different. And that might be just because I am a fan of Elton John. I don't know, but I thought he did a great job of making a rendition that was real as opposed to a rendition that was, you know, specifically for animation. I was always blown away by that. They actually, little fun fact about this, an expanded version of the soundtrack featuring 30 minutes of previously unreleased material was released as part of the Walt Disney Records' The Legacy Collection in 2014. So an extra 30 minutes of soundtrack that was previously unreleased was re-released. This hit number one on the Billboard 200, the soundtrack, settled in at number four, and there were over 10 million copies sold in the United States. Hit diamond status. It it was huge, and I think I had the soundtrack at one time. Uh, yeah, I still do somewhere for sure. But this, as I said, it's my all time favorite Disney movie. What's amazing to me now, being old, I was seven years old when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like Aladdin. I love Aladdin, but it was just kind of ahead of my memory, mm-hmm. like period. I was probably only like five when Aladdin came out, so I didn't really remember it. But The Lion King is one of the first Disney movies that I 
remember. Like, I remember where I was when I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I remember I saw it with both my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. because my parents obviously were divorced. I had the, there was Lion King trading cards. Uh-huh. Like, I had those. <laughs> I, I had Lion King bedsheets and comforter and the action figures and just anything Lion King. I mm-hmm. had it. And that soundtrack, I played it over and over and over again. It's just one of those that, you know, I look back now and the message it was sending in the movie, I didn't even understand like Mufasa dying, mm-hmm. you know, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, I didn't understand. Jeremy. Yeah. I didn't understand a lot of that yeah. stuff. I didn't understand young Simba trying to take over and inherit his place mm-hmm. as yeah. the rightful kid. Like mm-hmm. I just loved the movie mm-hmm. itself and the songs were probably a part of it. Because you think of something like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. I will always remember the Oompa Loompa songs. I want an Oompa Loompa now! I will always remember Gene Wilder, like, calling for, you know, just... Mm -hmm. And I think The Lion King, for me, was that. It was the music, as well as the film. And that's why the soundtrack has always stayed with me, because I just vividly remember, specifically, the music of the film. Yeah, for me, it was going way back. Yeah, but it was still Disney. It's like Jungle Book. Yep. Pinocchio was a big one. Those are all good. But Lion King was kind of the first one. So Aladdin was released somewhere near it. But it, you alluded to Pocahontas. There was like a Disney princess period where it was like the Little Mermaid. Yeah. And but every year. Beauty seemed, and the Beast. They were, and, Disney was coming out with these. And they seemed more like girl type movies. And then the Lion King popped up, and that was, to me, the more masculine one. And I think that's yeah. why... I, Beauty and the Beast was one of my favorites. I, I love Beauty and the Beast. That was my first Disney on And Aladdin, too. But, yep. but I haven't gone back. I haven't watched those in a while. Right. So I was watching more horror movies than Disney, I guess. <laughs> Before we end this, we're going to do something fun. We're going to do some trivia between Jeremy and I. We're going to do five questions. Okay, so Jeremy has a 1970s rock and roll lyrics. He's going to ask me a question, and then I'll ask him a question, and I have 70s music trivia. Okay, I give Jeremy an easy one. I hope. (laughs) And there's no prizes, by the way. (laughs) Who had the hit in 1976 with the song Silly Love Songs? Was it A, Paul McCartney, B, George Harrison, or C, Ringo Starr? I think that's going to be A, Paul McCartney. That is correct. (laughs) all right because it's a wild world what does cat stevens say it's hard to get by just upon a trust b a smile or c others kindness that would be b a smile that is correct okay it's one for one okay here's a hard one Uh uh-oh which of these songs did the Carpenters release first? Oh, man. A, Superstar, B, Close to You, or C, Goodbye to Love? I want to say B, Close to You. You are correct. All right. What do the grassroots want Temptation Eyes to do tonight? A, Stop Their Crying, B, Look Their Way, or C, Love Them? I'm going to say B. 
look their way. Okay, where are the answers? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's C. Love them. Uh-uh. Where is that? <laughs> okay. That was hard. Sorry. I stumped the Schwab. The musical Schwab. In which year did the Doors release the song Riders on the Storm as a single? Was it A, 1971, B, 1973, or C, 1975? I'm going to say 1975. It's probably going to be B. (laughs) It is A, 1971. Oh, wow. Okay. Wasn't that released after the death of... um... Oh, I just broke the glass. Yeah, I see that. (laughs) Who the hell sang that song? What? Writers on the store. Like, who was the lead singer? It was Jim Morrison. Oh, it was Jim Morrison? Yeah. For some reason, I thought he didn't do that song. Yeah. Writers on the store. That's uh, so I was thinking it was later, because I thought... In Stairway to Heaven, who does Led Zeppelin see down the road? A, a wino. B, an angel. C, themselves. A wino. That is correct. <laughs> well, I just learned something because I didn't know they were saying wino. I thought he was saying wind on down the road. Yeah. As we wind on down. He's saying wino? Yeah, apparently it's a wino. <laughs> That's a misprint. Moops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy. Which Donna Summer song contains the phrase, someone left my cake out in the rain? A, MacArthur Park. B, I feel love. Oh my God, there's a misprint in this book. Or C, I feel love. <laughs> So, I'm going to say A. That is right. <laughs> well, that's our twice. What kind of book is this? All right. Now that he's 18, what does Alice Cooper say he wants to do? A, turn 19. B, get away. Or C, look to the future. B, get away. That is correct. That was supposed to be a harder question. Well, I can hear the song. Yeah, I know. That's the idea, isn't it? All right, we, we both got one wrong going into the final question here, right? I think you have one more. I have one more to ask you, right? I don't know. I think we both each have one more to go. Okay. Which Elton John song contains the phrase, Where the Dogs of Society Howl? A, Philadelphia Freedom, B, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, or C, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. All right. So last question. In Ventura Highway, what do some people say to America about the town? A, it's a tourist trap. B, it doesn't look good in snow. Or C, you can never go home from there. A. It's a tourist trap? Yeah. No, it doesn't look good in snow. Oh. You got that wrong on purpose, didn't you? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You've been a good crowd. Well, that does it for our show today. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Jeremy and I, uh, we won't be back till August for a regular show because I will be in Sweden for a while. Uh, So we'll be back in August with a new show. And we're going to be talking about forgotten bands. Thanks for listening. Adios. (laughs) Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. Jim and Mike Talk Music is recorded at, did you say, Seven Studios in Washington, New Jersey. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
The songs Monster Polka by Poco Vamp, Sunglasses by Super Rare, and Ictus by Viscuit, used with royalty-free permission.